Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. I got to admit, my Saturday was all right, college football-wise. Got my brains beaten in by the NFL yesterday. Luckily, since I was in Vegas over the weekend, I was able to stem the flow of blood on the tables. That helped me. But of course, in Vegas, where you tip everybody out, most of my winnings on the tables went to tips. But they did stop the bleeding a little bit as it relates to games yesterday. Talk to the big head. We'll talk about tonight's game. Not an easy game to pick, by the way. Bills, Broncos. Bills minus seven. That is not an easy game to pick. It's a pretty big number. one 636 8686 And I will share and recap my weekend in Vegas. First time DJ and I have gone in years. In years. And for those of you who warned me and said either A, don't go, or B, this is what you're in for, you were right. We had a great weekend. But to see them building an F1 track in the middle of that strip is crazy. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. All right, why don't we start with the whip? Short for whip around. The NFL whip around on a Monday morning. I've got to start the Monday morning with a shout out to the nation. A quick shout out to the nation. And no, I do not mean Jardians Nation. That does not exist. Bam. I stopped you dead in your tracks. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not a thing. You know that's not the nation that I'm talking about. You know exactly what nation I'm talking about. I'm talking about Victory Cigar Nation. I'm talking about Autumn Wind Nation. I'm talking about the fully liberated Raider Nation. I saw them yesterday in Vegas, and I saw a Jets fan too. But we're not talking about them. Well, we will, but we're talking about the Raider Nation, the proud supporters of a 500 football team, and a 2-0 interim head coach who is not named Josh McDaniels. Got to give it up to Antonio Pierce. He's more than just not Josh McDaniels. He's doing and saying the right thing. He is slamming the right buttons. He is bringing the right attitude and swag and vibe. And as a result, this looks like a completely different team. I said after week one, I thought they looked like a completely different team. But then again, what do they really do? They slap the hell out of the Giants. So? But then again, what did they really do yesterday? They beat the Jets. So? But they do look like a totally different team. No, that was not the most aesthetically pleasing win ever. It was not pretty. But Raider Nation does not need pretty. Raider Nation has never been about pretty. Raider Nation just needed some damn dubs. Raider Nation just needed some damn dubs. And that's exactly what they got two weeks in a row. And you know what? It's pretty impressive. I mean, it's one thing to ax a coach and then get a one-week boost from fires being lit under their asses. It is another thing to axe a coach and then have the entire vibe and identity of that team change right there on the spot. And that's exactly what's going on in Vegas. Again, when they run into somebody a little more formidable, then this might have a different kind of result. 
but I'm just talking about the way they carry themselves. They love their jobs again. They love their teammates again. They love everything again. Just ask Devontae Adams. In fact, you don't even need to ask him anything. Just look at the dude. He looks like a completely reinvigorated, rejuvenated, totally different dude altogether. Think back two weeks. Two weeks ago, Devontae was sitting slumped in his locker, speechless, unable to even find the words and put them together to describe the frustration and the misery of being a Raider. Now, he looks like the happiest dude ever. Now, he's even being used properly, finally. And Antonio Pierce is not shy about dunking all over my guy Josh about that very point. Well, I mean, what's the first thing you saw when you watched the Jets? They loaded the box. And we're going to have opportunities there for Devontae. And obviously, you saw the first couple of plays is right to him, get the ball in his hands, get him going. Um, listen, when you got one of the best receivers in the game, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not stupid. I know who to get the ball to, 17 and 8. I mean, the entire team being galvanized behind their hatred for Josh McDaniels really is something else. That's not the team, Alvy. That's the fans. That's not them with their cigars. That wasn't Devontae and Josh and Max with their cigars. I mean, that would have been a sight to behold, right? And I say that as a Josh fan. No, that said, it's a huge help that they got to play the Giants and the Jets at home in back-to-back weeks. I must be real about that. They'll take those damn dubs. They needed those damn dubs. They're literally still in this thing. But they did just get the New York teams back-to-back at home. Which brings me to the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 who apparently still are willing to die on Coog Hunter Hill. Now, I really want to give credit to Zach Wilson. I mean, I want to. I'm trying to. He did look a little better last night. Because he did look a little better last night, right? But only a little better. And in the end, it was still a coup hunter mistake with a back-breaking pick in the final two minutes that doomed them. So really, what does it matter what he looked like prior to that pick? Because you have to squint way too long and way too hard to eventually see a little bit of progress in Wilson. But not nearly enough to close the gap. Not nearly enough progress. And all I have to do to back that up is to point at the scoreboard and the lack of points on the scoreboard and the total absence of touchdowns. These dudes, the Jets, have now gone 36 straight offensive possessions without a tutty. I mean, they've got skill. They have skill. 36 straight offensive possessions without a touchdown which is almost as impressive as it is terrible. That is not easy to do. As an example, even Tommy DeVito found a way to an offensive touchdown each of the last two weeks. But the Coug Hunter couldn't? The Jets couldn't? I mean, I would ask Bob Sala, what the hell you're thinking? I'm buying on Coug Hunter Hill. But I'm pretty sure the dude would just plead the fifth once again. I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I know, Bob. And I haven't forgotten about you either. Nathaniel still can't hack it. You think maybe you might want to get the ball to Brees Hall? Maybe. 
You think you might want to get the ball in that guy's hands, I don't know, before the fourth quarter, given how electric he is and given who you have under center? Why are you asking the CH to go win you games when you know he can't? Even if he is in a position late to win, he's just going to revert back to his default setting and do what he did last night. You know, do what he always does when it matters most. Take an enormous dump in his pants. pants. And then split the opposition's numbers. Split the numbers of an opponent with a busted hand. Coog Hunter gonna coog. Now the question is, the hell do the Jets do a quarterback? (laughs) Not that they have a lot of options, but what do the Jets do now at quarterback? What do you do going forward? But you know me. You know me. I'm an upbeat, positive, lighthearted, enthusiastic sort. I'm always looking for the positive in everything. So let me give the Coog Hunter this much. Let me say something positive about him. At least he's not Mac Jones. And as horrible as the Jets' offense was, again, at least it wasn't Patriots horrible. And as hideous as the Jets' offense was last night, they did still score twice as many points as New England scored in Germany yesterday morning. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but if you're going to get on a plane and go way the hell over there, you better get a win. You better get a win no matter who you are if you're going to go all the way over there. They didn't. But I don't want to pile on Mac overly. I don't want to pile on Mac too hard because Bill O'Brien seems to have taken care of that for me. Did you see O'Brien? You see Bob on the sideline lighting up, chewing out, and eviscerating Mac. No wonder this dude has no confidence, no self-esteem anymore. Whatever self-esteem he had, O'Brien just stomped all over it. I'm not saying he was wrong. I mean, dude, that pick was horrible. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? This time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business. I know I've spoken to this family, and they take their smoked beef extremely seriously. You can taste it in every single bite. Like, who wants dried, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. It comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those of you who like to take things up a notch. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anywhere, anytime, reach for Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? It pretty much looked like, though, he made the dude cry right there on the sideline. And then Sad Mac had to sit there and watch Bailey Zappi perform the saddest fake spike play in NFL history to seal the loss and drop the Hoodman's Pats to 2-8. and eight. So, sad Mac is broken Mac. And by the way, a lot of that's on the hood. The dude has gone completely backwards from his rookie year when they thought they really had something in him. But that'll happen when your coordinators keep changing and you have Matt the Ticonderoga 
Patricia is your OC for a year, along with Joe, the leader of men, Judge, as your quarterback coach. And you've got little to no talent around you. I'm not trying to make an excuse for Mac. I'm not. I mean, he's got to own this. I'm just saying that his failure is probably as much the Hood's failure as it is his own because this dude's nothing like the dude we saw his rookie year, and in his rookie year, he was fine. Better than fine, actually. So exactly where, then, does that leave the Hood? We'll obviously get into this when Tom Curran comes on because, again, he was on that Patriot beat before the Hood even arrived. He's seen it all. But that's three L's in a row for the Pats. They still have the worst record in the AFC. And the reason they have the worst record in the AFC is because they're the worst team in the AFC. And it's not even close. I never expected, nor do I expect the dude to get fired this week or really at any point during the season. I don't see Bob Kraft making a change in season. However, I know some of my half fam, the Chowds, would be fine with it. And I can't say that I'd blame Robert Kraft if he did pull the plug. Because short of Belichick agreeing to go give up his personnel and GM duties, that thing's never going to change. It's not going to change with him calling all the shots. I think we can all agree on that, right? The man has not forgotten how to coach. I want to say that. He has not forgotten how to coach. I think he can still be effective as a coach. But he sure as hell has forgotten how to draft and build a roster if, in fact, he ever knew how to do it in the first place. I mean, just look at who and what he's running out there every single week. Now, the good news is we do at least have confirmation that they did let him on the plane to make that flight back home. So at least Hood's got that going for him, which is nice. Then he met with the media, which was not nice. But of course, in meeting with the media, the big question was, what are you going to do at quarterback? And of course, the big answer was, who do you anticipate being your number one quarterback moving forward? Yeah, we just got back from Germany here. So, you know, we'll work through everything. There's, we'll look at everything all the way across the board. Not specifically any one position, just, just try to look at everything, do the best we can here going forward. Uh, it's dude's like, it's like some some toy from the 70s where you pull the string in the back. Uh, we just got back from Germany, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look at everything and not just the cornerback. And, uh, hey, man, any of those pretzels left over from Germany? Uh, and when's Oktoberfest anyway? For lunch. Uh, Hey, I'm surprised he didn't try and sneak that in. Hey, uh, hey, we still doing pretzels for lunch? Are we doing pretzels for lunch? No! Oh, hey, uh. Yeah, Hood, you probably should look at everything, quote, all across the board. Because what you're presiding over right now is a dumpster fire. A dumpster fire of your doing, Gramps. All the way still the board. incredible to me. You know, all the way across the board. Uh, hey, we got any? Board. You got any of that fancy mustard for those pretzels? Uh, we doing pretzels? Hey, can we at least go to the mall and go to Wetzel's pretzels? If you can't give me any of those real pretzels, uh, and if Wetzel's isn't available, how about Auntie Anne's? I like her. A good old gal, Auntie Anne. All the way she makes the herself a good pretzel. Uh, hey, Auntie. You know, it's incredible to me still that. Either the Jets or the Pats could have had Josh Dobbs for a sixth-round pick. 
but only Minnesota was smart enough to pull that trigger. So they get all the credit for making that deal work. Minnesota should get some of the credit, and then the pastronaut himself should get the rest. How about this dude? What Josh Dobbs just did over the past two weeks is straight up absurd. According to ESPN, he became the first player in NFL history to put up 400 passing yards, 100 rushing yards, and no INTs in his first two games with a team. And he's doing that for a team that is missing its best player, who would be Josh's top weapon in Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He had an entire week to prepare for this one. Plenty of time. Too much time by his standards. I mean, this guy might have even learned some of the names of the dudes in the huddle. Ironically enough, his name is becoming one of the most famous names in Minnesota right now, and he's only been there two games. One thing I know for sure, my dude, the legend, Paul Allen, is loving every second of this. Third down, Cam Jordan got around the right tackle. Dobbs looks, sees nothing. Now he runs out to the left. He points to somebody, turns to the five, to the end zone! touchdown has run Minnesota to a 16-3 lead. I mean, I don't even know what the best story in the NFL is right now. That's five dubs in a row for the Vikes who were left for dead. They're now a seven seed in the NFC, which has got to be pretty shocking for Vikings fan. But Minnesota might not be the best story in the NFL because they're not the only shocking seven seed this morning. Because the seven seed in the AFC right now belongs to none other than jungle legend Nick Casario's Texans. Somebody should really give that clone some bleeping credit. credit. For real. Hey now, Jim Rome here. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my all-time favorite products, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. This is why it is America's number one meal kit. And the holidays are right around the corner, and HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you a ton of time. What I'm saying is this. HelloFresh is so much more than just delicious dinners. HelloFresh can help take the hassle out of every mealtime occasion with easy breakfast, quick lunches, and snacks all delivered along with your weekly box. That's why I love it, for all of those reasons. So what you want to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash RomeFree and use the code RomeFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's a free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RomeFree, but you have to use the code RomeFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. He is Connor Orr. He joins us right now. Connor, really good to have you on the program. How are you? 
I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Great to have you. Thanks so much. Let me start with the Sunday night game. Another dismal performance by the Jets' offense. Another catastrophic mistake by Zach Wilson late. Not that he's got great options, Connor, but if you're Robert Sala, what do you do? I mean, do you make a change at quarterback or at least his play caller? What should he do? It's so confusing, right, because there were some moments in that game where Zach Wilson, whether it was the no-look pass to Alan Lazard or even the Hail Mary at the end of the game, where there's probably only six or seven guys in the league who can do that. Um, And he's so talented, but you can't draw it out of him throughout the course of a game. And so at this point, you have to wonder if Aaron Rodgers is serious about a mid-December return, can you keep the locker room and keep Zach Wilson in? I don't think that those two things are, you know, you can't have both of those at once. Connor Orr is joining us. Connor, what about Aaron? Like, I'm a huge Aaron guy, but, and I believe in manifestation to a certain extent. Do you think there's any way at all that even if the team is good enough and it puts itself in that position, that he could realistically make a return mid-December or even after that this year? I'd be really curious to see kind of where the advice is coming from and and what he wants to do, right? I mean, if this really was a two-year plan, you sort of just push everything into 2024 and go into that with with full health. I mean, you know, ACL injuries or, you know, Achilles injuries, all this stuff, it takes time. It takes time to heal. And if it was a partial tear, maybe I can see it. Maybe I can see him sort of relishing in that hero role. But um, I I do think this Jets team is set up to win next year. And if he completes a, a full course of rehab, I think everything ends up kind of working out better anyway. I agree. Connor Orr is joining us. What about C.J. Stroud? Like, he's obviously been amazing in his rookie year and was again yesterday in Abdul and Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. In your mind, has he gone from, like, the surefire offensive rookie of the year to putting himself legitimately in the middle of the MVP conversation? Yeah, and, you know, there's MVP purists, right, that say that Patrick Mahomes should win the award every year. But my argument is look at the organization before he got there and look at it now. And if C.J. Stroud was not playing well, we'd be talking about a new general manager. We'd be panicking about a six-year contract that D'Amico Ryans has. We would be saying that Tank Dell and Nico Collins aren't good wide receivers. And all of that has changed because this guy has been completely cool in a bunch of clutch situations, especially the last two weeks against two Super Bowl defensive coordinators. So it's uh, it's really been a heck of a run for him. No doubt. Connor Orr joining us. What about the Niners? The Niners needed a response, I think, after that three-game losing streak and coming out of a bye, and they did so in the most emphatic way possible, right? They pounded a red-hot Jags team 34-3. to Did you see enough from the Niners yesterday to say that they are who we thought they were and they're all the way back? I think they are who we think they are as long as Trent Williams is healthy. I mean, he is just such a linchpin to that offense. I mean, there were Jaguars players actually physically running away from him yesterday on on certain blocks. He is that good. He's that talented. And, you know, when you combine all that stuff together and, you know, knowing people who know Kyle, I don't know how much of a bye week he actually took. You know, I mean, this guy is dialed in and it's as deep of a roster as we have in the NFL. That pass rush rotation is incredible now with Chase Young in the fold. So I, I really do think they're still my front runners. I mean, I had them as a Super Bowl winner at the beginning of the season, and not much has changed there for me. So, Connor, I'm just jumping around quickly because I want to make best use of our time, but when are the networks going to learn that Dallas v. the New York Giants on national television is not only not a good thing, but it's one of the worst things? You're speaking my language. I've been writing this since 2020. This needs to stop be being billed as a good game. I mean, I know 
uh, the West Coast audience, you guys would probably appreciate hearing that. But I'm on the East Coast. There are games when the you know you can't get the NFL Sunday ticket rolling, and you're stuck with a 49 to 10 game, and it's just it's unwatchable. And this game, these games haven't been good since Tom Coughlin's been coaching the Giants, and even even then, I mean, the last few years were pretty bad. It's a it's a bleak rivalry. It's tired and. Half the country didn't get to see, you know, the Chargers and the Lions yesterday. Some of the brightest young stars in the NFL. Which was an absolutely wild shootout. Let me ask you about that since you brought that up. So the Lions outlast the Chargers in a wild 41-38 to game. You know, I want to hype the Lions, and I have hyped the Lions. I don't know how you feel about this, but anytime, especially this year, I hype anybody, they inevitably get punched in the face five minutes later. So where do you come out on the Lions? With their firepower offensively, are they legitimate Super Bowl contenders? I had a coach explain it to me like this, and I think it's the best way to look at it. If the Lions can run their offense the way that they want to run it, namely if they have David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs both healthy and the offensive line's working, they're as unstoppable as any team in the NFL. But there's some big ifs. Like earlier in the season, Tampa Bay kind of got wind of it. Um, David Montgomery got hurt. They shut down that running game. And if you kind of pull the pin on that, the rest of the Lions kind of start to crumble. Jared Goff has a harder time, as we've seen kind of in the weeks where Montgomery was out. And so I, I think it's just a big, it depends. Now, Montgomery's back healthy. Everything looks good. And when you see it like it was yesterday, it's, it's hard to stop, especially if everybody's healthy. We were talking to Connor Orr. Connor, let me ask you, the Big Ten suspended Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. So, of course, there will be lawyers. And if there will be lawyers, then Harbaugh once again will look to the NFL, I would imagine. How much interest do you think that he would generate from NFL teams this time around? I think as long as – I think if the case is adjudicated or there is some sort of uh, – if he's able to – successfully pin this all on one rogue employee. I, I think that the passage of Jim Harbaugh back to the NFL was always inevitable in my mind. I mean, the guy won 44 games, I think, in a couple of years in San Francisco. He won at San Diego. He, he is a valued commodity. I think a team just has to be in the right spot in terms of willing to sacrifice a lot of the other, you know, the power that a GM has, the power that an owner has over to Jim, who is a real kind of cult of personality type of guy. But I can see a few teams already in this cycle that are going to need new head coaches, you know, Las Vegas being one of them where, where that could be pretty attractive. You know, to the point you just made about giving that power over to that guy, where do you come out? I mean, Bill Belichick, that's a whole hour onto itself. But ultimately, do you think that Bob Kraft would make a change and then would somebody give him the power, Belichick, the personnel power that he is accustomed to having, or is he going to have to accept that he's still a coach and that's what he should do and only that? It's such a great question. I mean, my read on the situation was always either Robert Kraft talks Bill Belichick into a GM and allows him to break the record while also restocking the cupboard for Gerard Mayo whenever you want to make that transition, or Bill Belichick has to accept maybe the end of his career as being sort of a Parcelsian end. And we know that Bill did that in Miami where he was sort of an overarching person. He helped hire the GMs. He helped hire the personnel people. He had weighed in on all aspects of the operation. I think Bill would be really valuable in that role. 
but I don't know how valuable he is as a head coach slash GM right now, which is where a lot of the trouble, I think, is coming in. Connor Orr is joining us, covering a lot of ground. Before I let you go, I'm curious what you think about the Browns. Like, I'm kind of curious what I think about the Browns. I mean, we're talking about a team that came back from a 14-point deficit. They stunned the Ravens, who many, myself included, thought were the best team in the league after last week's beatdown of Seattle. Cleveland's doing it without Nick Chubb. They've got major injuries on the offensive line. Deshaun Watson finally kind of looked like Deshaun Watson. Watson, but he's been banged up. I guess what I'm asking you is, how exactly is Cleveland doing this? Because they've won four of their last five, and they are in the hunt. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Jim Schwartz, you talk about the, the defensive coordinator, I mean, you talk about major offseason upgrades. I mean, that might have been the single greatest change that a team has made to themselves over the course of just a few months. And what it, that upgrade has meant, Miles Garrett is in the defensive player of the year. Uh, conversation. I would say, I mean, he's my leader in the in the clubhouse there, and so I think that Cleveland is just playing great complementary defense, and they're running the ball really well. And like you said, Deshaun Watson had two or three really good throws yesterday. He was terrible in the first half. He threw a pick six, and we're still talking about them beating the Ravens. I mean, this is this could get really dangerous if his game catches up too. He is a senior writer for Sports Illustrated, co-host of the MMQB podcast, and I talked about where he had worked previous to that. Connor Orr, my guest. Connor, listen, really good to have you on. Appreciate all the insight. We should do it again soon. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Let me tell you about Saturday. So we get started early on Saturday. Well, early. I got started early. Dodger Jano hit a pretty hard Friday night. She actually kept the party going when I shut it down. She was strong. DJ was strong on the roulette table on Friday. So she kind of slept in on Saturday. But we, again, the reason we went, aside from the fact that we wanted a weekend together and we are now empty nesting, there was a comedian that DJ listens to and really likes who's playing. So we that's the biggest reason we went. We wanted to go see the show. So in order to go see the show, we had an early dinner. So we go to this dinner at Cipriani. And I, I don't know if you saw it on my story, but I posted as part of a story the meat that I ate. And I said it was one of the best pieces of meat I've ever had in my life. And it was. What it was was a Wagyu ribeye. Incredible. Incredible. And the meal was incredible. And DJ Jano got a pasta dish that she loved. Whole thing was absolutely amazing. And I meet this couple there. Great couple. Great couple from Cali that moved there. And they got their meal before us. And they finished. And they moved on. And I said, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate you. Great to meet you. And then my bill comes. And I go to pay my bill. And the server says, a listener has picked up a part of the bill. By the way, not a small part of the bill. This, this was an amazing restaurant, but that was not a small bill. And the listener in question did not pick up a small part of the bill. I mean, it was so far beyond the call of duty. It was unbelievable. And I'm like, man, I, I got to post this as a story. So if you saw my story, you saw me talking about it, but I'm like, I'm never going to see this guy again. 
And then we go to go to the show, and I use the restroom where I was doing something, and I come out, and Janet's talking to this couple. I'm like, oh, dude, I, I thought I'd never see you again. That is so amazing. And he just tweeted at me. He exed at me. Alejandro, my man. Alejandro writes, quote, great meeting you and Dodger Jano Saturday at Cipriani. It was a pleasure picking up a piece of the tab, especially since it provided some incredible jungle karma for Raider Nation and my bank account last night. War Dodger Jano, war Antonio Pierce as a real Raider coach. My man, Alejandro, dude, you are the best. You are the best. He got his money back. He got karma. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to tell you how much of the bill he picked up, but it was not a small amount. It was a lot of money. And it was, I mean, the dinner... I would have happily paid for it and got my money's worth. It was a great restaurant, an amazing restaurant. But he's like, hey, man, I got my money back, or I got part of my money back, and I got some karma. But dude, I want to reiterate, Alejandro, if you're watching right now, I don't know if you are or you aren't, that was so far above and beyond and not necessary, but thank you very much. Really, really appreciate it. You and yours, you guys were great to meet. So we do that. We go to the show. The show lived up to the hype. Channel loved it, loved it. Prior to going to the show, and again, you want to follow me on Instagram so you see these things. If you saw my stories, you saw this. Prior to going to the show, I walked down. We're just walking right down in the wind. And in the casino, on the casino floor, I see my man David Feldman. Feldman was the best man at my wedding, as many of you know. Feldman has been the only attorney I've ever had my entire life. He's done every deal I've ever had. Feldman and I have been together 30 years, whatever it was. I know he likes to hang out in Vegas, but I didn't know he was there that weekend. I mean, what are the chances of just running into a random person, much less one of your best friends, without knowing that he's there? But he is part of Raider Nation, Feldman. And if there's wherever something is important going on, Feldman is there. So he and I played a few hands, and I got some quality time with him. That was incredible. He saw me first. And we were ecstatic, absolutely ecstatic. Yesterday, I was waiting for Dodger Jano to finish up before we got in our car. And I'm just in my phone in the hotel lobby. And I hear Jim, Jim, Jim. And I look up. Vegas is amazing. Like, you, you never know who you're going to run into. Uh, it's one of my former, okay, he was an advertiser on the show, big time, big time executive. And one of my former partners in Ms. Direction, Bill Strauss. He's like, hey, how you doing, Jim? So I hadn't talked to Bill in a while. Bill is also on the board now at Del Mar. And I'm also on the board there. So he and I got caught up. He was there for the game. But he's a Jets guy. He's a New Yorker. So Vegas, Vegas was fun. People picking up part of my tab. I had a good time at the tables, did well. Tables are funny. I had been at the tables in a long time. You forget. Like, I, I sit at tables that are a little bit, not rich for my blood, but rich enough that it makes me nervous. Otherwise, I don't want to just sit there and, and just kind of mess around. I, I want it to matter. I want the stakes to be high enough that I'm nervous. High enough that if I make the wrong play and I take the wrong card that somebody next to me thought belonged to them, they look at you sideways. I want that vibe. So I did that for a little while and went pretty well. No real issues. So all in all, a good, good weekend in Vegas. Alejandro, my man. Big ups to you, dude. Appreciate it. You should not have done that. 
Anytime somebody comes up to me and says, hey, Rome, big fan of the show, have always been a big fan of the show, go all the way back to 690, you can't put a price on that. And I'm not even being like cheesy or cringy about it. I mean that. You can't put a price on it. My man did put a price on it and didn't need to. He joins us via Zoom. He is Tom Curran. Tom, my dude, what is going on? How you feeling, dude? Buddy, I'm all right, and I am so sorry to be a little bit tardy on you here. I, you know, it's the phone, it's the updates. I'm like, ah, Jim's waiting. Dude, I'll tell you what, there are much more important people than me waiting on you, so it's not a problem at all, Tom. I appreciate you, and I appreciate any time we can get. Listen, you started covering that team pre-Belichick. You've been covering that team since pre-Belichick, so there's nothing you have not seen. That said, was that loss to the Colts in Germany about the ugliest Patriots game you've ever seen? It's in there. It's definitely in there, and it's in there in the last two years because that's when the onslaught of worst wins, or excuse me, worst games has come because we could actually choose between that one. We could choose from the 34 to nothing loss to the Saints at home, last week's loss to the Commanders at home, the Raiders loss last year. There is a litany of games that you would say over the last 15 months was rock bottom, and I think as a result, Jim, the inevitability of a change is – coming clear. All right, so we can talk about a few of the changes. Tom Curran joining us. The inevitability of a few changes. Why don't we start first at quarterback. Mac Jones benched after that horrible pick near the goal line late against the Colts. I mean, a change is one thing, but is he already done in New England? Yeah, I think he is. You know, indications I've gotten and just in observations and being around the team this long, the fan base has turned on him. I think that he's lost a a significant portion of the locker room and coaching staff as well. Not that they think that he's a horrendous player and not that they think that he's been nurtured and brought along very well over the last 17 months. I mean, Bill Belichick at the beginning of the 22 season, Jim, talked about the dramatic improvement that Mac had made in that offseason prior to working with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, talked about how good he was as a rookie and how much better he expected him to be. And now 17 months later, He's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL as the frontline guy. And the Patriots also have a room of guys that nobody else in the league would employ between Will Greer and Bailey Zappi, who were both waived and nobody wanted them. So, But with Mac Jones, a change will do him good. I think that the Patriots have to make the change because the water is too muddy and bloody here to keep him on. He will stay on, I'm quite sure, through this season. He's still on his rookie contract next year. Do you want him as the bridge guy or do you want to kind of jettison him and his sad face if indeed he ends up being a backup to Drake May or Caleb Williams or whoever the Patriots pluck as a veteran? That remains to be seen. Only Tom Curran could say, do you want to jettison him and his sad face? But then in his defense, Tom, you can imagine why his face was sad after Bill O'Brien was up in it, screaming him down. I mean, if my man wasn't already broken, Tom, he certainly was by the time O'Brien was done with him. And it's funny because I think it was, uh, I think it might have been Dion Branch or one former Patriot said, that's Bill at about a three, nothing to see there. So imagine what it's been like in practices. But that play, really, what caused Bill to go teapot, which is his nickname, (laughs) is the Patriots were in a third and two at the 15-yard line of the Colts, and they had Demario Douglas, their only decent receiver, crossing at the linebacker level wide open. And for whatever reason, Mac didn't throw the ball. That was the first pass attempt, I believe, of the entire drive. So he said, here, just throw this five-yard throw. And 
his brain locked and he didn't throw it. And then he ended up flipping it sideways to Ramondre Stevenson. It could have been a pick six. And it's just the Alabama Mac in 2021 Mac is gone. Somebody else might be able to find him, but I think he's gone in terms of with the New England Patriots recouping it. I think that's a great point. I think that guy is gone. I think that guy's gone and he's not coming back, at least not there. Tom Curran joining us. So, Tom, when you talk about inevitable change, there's that. What about the obvious question, Bill Belichick? Like, where is Bob Kraft's mm-hmm. head at? Would he fire Belichick? Would he fire him in season? Take a, take a moment and just kind of lay this out for us. How do you see it playing out? A mutual parting of the ways at the end of the season will be the most likely scenario. I think that the Kraft family would understand and that firing Bill Belichick in season as opposed to Bill Belichick stepping down is something you just are not going to be able to do. That will become a national news story, Jim. Not just a sports story, not just a national sports story. It will be a national news story because this team has been what it's been for more than two decades, and it has transcended sports to be involved in culture, be involved in, look, Bill's friends with Trump. It's it's involved in politics, involved in so much. The Patriots were and are that. So there is a level of dignity, and I spoke about this with a host the other day, that that you don't really have to extend, sadly, to a Matt Eberflus or a Josh McDaniels or a a Rich Kotite. You know, it's, it's Bill. He's the greatest coach in NFL history. He might be the greatest coach in American professional sports history. This is a dynasty that stands with the Canadians, the 50s Yankees, and the 60s, 50s Celtics as the four greatest franchises. And that's Bill Polian telling me that last week. A longtime rival. That's it. That's those four. So you don't fire him when he's holding the drumstick in two weeks and say, yeah, you're done. Sorry. Yeah, now Tom Curran joining us. I agree with you. I would never advocate for that. You don't, you're right. There are certain guys that deserve better than that. It is a results oriented business, but we're talking about arguably the GOAT. We're talking about a dynasty. You don't do it in season, but at the same time, that doesn't mean he can stay around and do what he wants as long as he wants to get that record either. So I don't see that happening. So is he going to get what he wants? For instance, if they have a mutual parting of the ways, Tom, obviously Belichick, wouldn't you think, is going to want to go someplace else and have that same kind of autonomy, that same kind of authority, that same kind of power. Is that still going to be important to him, and will somebody give that to him? I think it would be important to him. Will someone give that to him? With each passing week, I think teams are going to look at Bill and say, do we really want him? I understand the name, I understand the history, but when you look at the recent history – from 2019, moving away from the greatest quarterback of all time, who seemed to have a little bit left in the tank, and then breaking Mac Jones and hiring a defensive coordinator to run your offense to the receiver and depth situations that they have on offense right now, the offensive line situations, the draft history, the free agent history. They set a record in 2021 for money spent and have gotten very little bang for the buck aside from Matt Judon and Hunter Henry. That um, That is not appealing. I don't know how many asses it puts in the seats, to be quite honest. This is a young, novel-thinking, forward-thinking league, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And the Patriots are out here like a you know, using a rototiller every week, and it's not working. <laughs> Tom Curran joining us. So, Tom, let me ask you this. If, in fact, there is a mutual parting in the ways at the end of the season, is the coach in waiting, Gerard Mayo, is he there? Is that just assumed? Or is Mike Vrabel a possibility? Who's the next coach? If I were a betting man, I'd put an awful lot of money on Gerard Mayo being the successor to Bill. They have, the Crafts made 
an announcement that they were renegotiating Mayo's contract when it expired last year. Robert Kraft, and that has never been done with an assistant coach prior. Robert Kraft, you know, less than two weeks later, talked at the owners' meetings about how much he wants Gerard Mayo to stay here for a long time. Gerard wants to be a head coach. It's the Kraft's intention to keep Gerard here. Ipso facto, I don't even know if that's the right Latin, he's probably going to be your next head coach. What will fascinate me is whether or not Bill O'Brien, who the Patriots brought in in the offseason, remains as, call it the vice president in charge of offense, as a 50-something guy to Gerard's 36, lending the expertise that you need that he gleaned in Houston, that he gleaned in building the Penn State program back in after the Joe Paterno saga. Um, he's an asset. So Mayo and, and O'Brien, I think, would be the most likely candidates to continue on here. Of course, you wonder too, Jim, is, you know, does the whole system need a rewrite? Not just a reboot, a rewrite of the whole system because of where it is. And I think that the 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 crafts would prefer to keep the lineage somewhat intact. I think that's really interesting. I think that is a really interesting point. Do you need an entire rewrite or not? And before you go, Tom, one thought about Belichick, this notion that there could be a mutual parting of the ways. A couple of weeks back, was there not a report that he had signed a multi-year deal before the start of the season? I mean, can you set the record straight on that? Exactly how did that contract read? Happily. Um, Ian Rappaport from NFL Media, who breaks an awful lot of news, reported a couple weeks ago the Patriots had signed him to a new multi-year contract, and he added in that locking him up long-term. Within the hour, I was able to ascertain that that multi-year contract was really just going through next year. So Bill was a free agent at the end of 2022. This was a new two-year deal. And Ian acknowledged that yesterday on NFL media saying that Bill's contract does go through 2024. So there was not a long extension given, nor something that's going to lock him up long-term. It goes through next year. So at the end of this year, there's one year left on Bill's contract. And the Patriots, I think, would be in a position where they figure out whether or not they want to try and trade Bill, fire Bill, mutual parting of the ways, somehow get it to end with dignity so Bill can come back for the Patriots Hall of Fame and we can all go to Canton and go, yay, as we all should after 23 years of excellence or 20 years of excellence. Tom, let me ask you something. I, I think you, you're you so interesting to me because you've done this for so long and you're so credible, but you've also seen the landscape of what you and I do change. You do a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, you, you're on various platforms talking about the Patriots. I'm really curious. How did you treat that viral video of somebody, somebody coming out of some building one morning doing a walk of shame? Did you dignify that and talk about that, or did you ignore that altogether? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that we need to maintain, because we are a beat, a local beat, the Patriots are our beat, and we are there as news gatherers as well. We're giving opinions left and right, but... We didn't touch it. I didn't touch it. I don't know if we even rewrote it from our desk. I doubt that we did because I don't think that it's germane to the Patriots' wins and losses. If it's from the summer and Bill shirtless on somebody's front porch, how does that advance anything? It's out there. It's going to be in the local landscape. People will know about it. But I don't think that we want to be in the business of damaging the relationship for further clicks just to say, ha ha, look at Bill. He's not in great shape, but in good shape. There's no upside to it for us 
um, or at least for me as a as a reporter. I guess that's the way to look at it, Jim. It My is. relationship with them is such that. Yeah, sorry, bud. No, 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 Go no, no. Good. Finish, finish. I, I was going to, I was going to say that's why I asked you the question, but finish that thought. Your relationship with them is such that you want to be able to, as this season goes along, you don't want to damage it to a point where you can't get any information. They go, oh, that guy, he's a dink. Why are we dealing with him? Do you know what he did with the Belichick thing? He's just piling on at this point and kicking a guy when he's down. So. Enough. I want to add to that point because I don't want somebody listening or watching. Well, you know, that they're going to do what they do anyway. But that's not to say that you're sucking up to the team because you're an employee of the team. Tom Curran's tough as hell and will ask the tough questions and write the tough column and do the tough analysis. But there is a line is what you're saying. And I get that. I understand that. Yeah, that's it's cheap, cheap shot stuff. It's just not necessary. And people can see it someplace else. Tom Curran, he is a Patriots insider for NBC Sports Boston. He's covered that team since 1997. I consider him a very good friend, personally, and of the program. My man, great to have you back, Tom. Really appreciate you. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, as always, Jim. Big head bets. James Kelly, member of the staff. He's he's interesting, interesting in that he's kind of a savant. Like, he's got this way about him, and he's got a system because, well, I was just in Vegas. Everybody's got one. He does. So, head... As I welcome you in, let me say this. I did make that Vegas run this past weekend, as you know. Yep. And it was actually the first time I'd been to Vegas since you and I went two years ago for that famous meeting we talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. This weekend, though, you were not invited. Dodger Mm -hmm. Jano and I went. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be real. I want to own something. I don't want to be too cringy, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm sucking up to you. But if I'm being real, Mm -hmm. it just was not the same without you, bro. Thank you. It really Thank wasn't. You. Okay. It was probably 100 times better. Oh. And I'll tell you. And I'll tell you why. I'm not just saying that to be gratuitous. <laughs> DJ does not have the sense of entitlement that you have. The Ooh. bad attitude that you have. Fair. She loves everything. You hate everything. Mm. She did not sit for a business meeting and start letting f bombs fly and mm. demand a cocktail. She Fair. did not murder the English language. In short, <laughs> she made everything better. And you make most things worse, brah. Well, you were you. not missed, dude. You were not missed. I was wondering why you didn't text me all weekend. So there we now go. Now you know. Now, I now know. you know, dude. Right. Now you know. You. So what's going on? How was your weekend? It was fantastic till yesterday, but it was great Saturday. Why? What happened? College football, man. I had my best Saturday of the season, and then I went two and three on big head bets on Sunday. So I still did great. Well, dude, maybe we Saturday. should change big head bets to a college thing. Uh, yeah. But because all you care about is being right. So why don't we do that? Hey, I like that. We could work that. Okay. Think about that. I'm glad you had fun in Vegas, though. I mean, I probably wouldn't have picked up your tab either, so good thing Dude, I Dude, you've go. never picked up any tab. No. Dude, you're not stepping off the curb unless there's a million-dollar bill underneath it. Dude, That's the reason I had right. so much fun in Vegas was you were not there. I just said that. <laughs> when was the last time you went? I know you love Vegas. The last time was with you. Hasn't been, I have not been since then. I know, because nobody's picked up the tab since then. I know. You did pay for me to fly out, so I appreciate that. Right, and then you disrespected it by <laughs> dropping F-bombs. Anyway, all right, mm. so another tough gambling weekend, okay. Head. Just it. messing around. Just mm-hmm. messing around. No, no, I'm not. Another tough gambling weekend and another challenging pick tonight, Head. Mm-hmm. The Bills, obviously, are not who we thought they were. Mm-hmm. Fair or not. Injuries or not, they're not. The Broncos are coming off a bye and an upset over the Chiefs. And they're on the improve. Mm-hmm. Tough call, ATS. Mm-hmm. You know you can get seven if you want the Broncos. Is there enough value there for you to take that shot? Uh, James Franklin, no. 
No, no, strong, no, like, yeah, no. I, I like when you produce on the fly. <laughs> like, I, I for for a second, I'm like, where are you going? Oh yeah, that's right. I know where you're going. James with that. Franklin. Hell no, I'm not going with those guys. Be- I'm better riding. than better than um, Wendy Williams. Oh, Alvin. No, 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 no. James Franklin. James Franklin. No, no. James Franklin. No, no. Anyway, get to the pick, dude. No. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Pick, please. Pick, please. I'm riding with the uh, all-day boozed-up Bills Mafia and the Buffalo Bills and laying the seven points here. The worries, one, their defense is banged up, two, they have struggled all season to stop the run, and Denver ranks second. In the NFL in yards per rush, also turnovers, man. If Buffalo's current uh, two and three game, five game funk, they have a minus six turnover margin, which is horrible. And as much bleep as I've given Vance Joseph and his Denver defense, he deserves it all. One, after all, his defense ranks 32nd in scoring, 32nd in yards per uh, game, 32nd in yards per rush, 32nd in yards per pass. But credit to him, lately they're playing pretty damn good in their last three games. His defense ranks second in the entire NFL in scoring, and in their last four games, two against Mahomes, mind you, they have allowed only three touchdowns in the air and picked off five passes. They've also ranked second in the red zone in TD efficiency in the last two games. But why I'm taking the Bills, Josh Allen. Yes, he's thrown nine interceptions this season. Josh Allen. But Josh Allen and the Bills play much better at home. Josh Allen Josh has 13 Allen. touchdowns and three Why do you keep repeating yourself, dude? I, I can hear it the first time. I just love it. And every time I see him, I just think of Josh Allen. I mean, Allen. I know you Josh want to emphasize Allen. Josh Allen. I know you Josh love the guy, Allen. but do you need to keep doubling up every single time? Yeah, Josh because Allen. he doubles up on touchdowns at home than he does, you know, on the road where he's not very good at that whole thing. Josh at home, Allen. he's also 4-0, and his team averages 31 There's points There's like an echo in here. In Josh their Allen, crib. Jim. Josh Allen? Josh Allen, Jim. 5-0 and against... Yeah, no, I got like I said, I'm listening. I, 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 I don't know why you keep repeating that. I'm, I'm listening. Josh Allen. Better point Josh here. Cringe's offense just doesn't Josh have the Allen. firepower to keep up with Josh Allen. Josh uh, Allen. Coming into this weekend, they rank 27th in the league in passing. ATS, more bad news for Buffalo. They are pretty much the NFL's version of their fan who covered himself in poopy earlier this season. They you have wouldn't lost. wouldn't be in a porta potty jumping inside it, covering yourself with human excrement you wouldn't yeah. be doing that this is a very isolated issue Steam I, I don't know how isolated yeah. that is that seems pretty common to me and you're not a real fan unless you do that i don't know man that's what the bills are right now nfl worst five straight ats here but i'm riding with rick and buffalo and blind terry's bills bills minus seven all right bills minus seven you know to me another tough game to pick i feel like there's less and less to like about the bills and believe it or not, there's actually a little more to like about the Broncos. Right. Neither are really who we thought they were, right? Of mm-hmm. course, we all thought the Bills were legitimate Super Bowl contenders, but they're busted up, as we talk about every single week. Mm-hmm. They're lacking consistent playmakers offensively outside of Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, <laughs> and Stephon Diggs. And Josh. they are, in fact, to me, exactly what the record says they are. They're 5-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Broncos are not necessarily what they thought or what we thought they were, namely ass. Broncos country. Ass, at least not of late. Mm-hmm. They're coming off a bye. That's a good week. They had a fairly stunning upset of the Chiefs prior to that. Right. In fact, I've been trying to talk myself into it all morning long, knowing that you would roll with the Bills. I'm mm-hmm. trying. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. They're on the improve. They did make life difficult for Patrick Mahomes. Russ it even though you just cracked the passing attack. 
Mm-hmm. Russett, fairly quietly, is having a pretty effective year. Good. 16 TDs, mm-hmm. four picks, and on top of that, the thing that you just said, Buffalo's like failure to cover in any of their last five games, to me, is a real red flag. Excrement part. Yep. Excrement. Yep. So Josh Allen sort of reverts back Josh to forcing Allen. bleep that's not there at times. I think Buffalo wins the game, but seven? Seven to me is a pretty big number to lay given who and what they are right now and how they're playing. Tough call. Tough call. And, you know, I feel like I feel like Mac Jones. I feel like I just got yelled at by Bill O'Brien. I've got no confidence. My self-esteem is trashed. I'm a, I'm a broken man based on how I did this weekend in the NFL. Become a potty mouth. Bloodied, mm-hmm. battered, beaten. Let's just say I did better at the tables than I did the sports books. Okay. All right, so what am I going to do here? Uh, what am I going to do here? I had a pretty productive Saturday, mm-hmm. a totally non-productive Sunday. Where do I come out? Where do I come out? Damn it. I'm going to lay the seven. Yes. I'll lay the seven, but not feel good about it. I will Love lay it. the seven, but not feel good about it. You and I will ride and die with the mafia on this one. Beautiful. You've been crushing, crushing your prop bets, dude. Mm-hmm. Do you see anything you like tonight? Yeah, I got one. Uh, Heading into the weekend, Denver's D had allowed the most yards to tight ends this season, 569 yards to be exact. Normally, that's an indicator they will prioritize in stopping the tight end tonight, but because of the meanie Stephon Diggs and having to prioritize him first, I'm going Dalton Kincaid over 52.5 yards receiving. He is incredible. Did you call Stephon Diggs needy? Meanie. Meanie. He's a mean guy. Okay. Yeah. He's that tough. Said He's competitive. Thing. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Kind of a never mind. I'll you don't know? Do you did you just say you don't know if Stefan Diggs is competitive? Well, he's competitive, but to sign that off as being a jerk to people, I don't really buy it. He'll look at he'll look at my face and say, F you. Yeah, see that? That's not nice. That's mean. Dude, you're you're barely nice. You're not mm-hmm. even nice to me, and you work for me. Oh, fair I don't. I don't. I'm pro Stephon Diggs. I, I'm lost. Nice. But then, again, like I said, you hate most things. Yeah, I, even I think great, he's a great wide receivers. Talent. I just think he's a headache. I mean, he plays with Josh Allen. How bad could life be, bro? Josh Allen, <laughs> that guy. Dude, hmm. find find me a top wide receiver who's not Justin Jefferson, who's not a little bit of a headache or more than a little bit of a headache. Well, that's the funny thing. Stephon should know better because he came from like Case Keenum, right? So Jeff. I'm like, dude, how do you not know what you have? Yeah, but would the Bills be where they are without this guy? Uh, no, but I mean, Josh is way. Look where they are with this guy. Yeah, Josh Allen. All right, so we agree. We agree or disagree, and you're wrong. Josh. Anyway, Josh Allen. Dude, you're obsessed with Josh Allen. Obviously, you keep talking about Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Tell me again. So, Kincaid, what's the prop bet? Over 52 and a half uh, yards receiving since Dawson Knox went down. Yep. The last three games, he's averaged 73.6 receiving yards. He is incredible. He's probably going to win a lot of people's fantasy leagues, man. He's good. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, really quickly, did you get C.J. Stroud plus 3,000 as the MVP this morning? This morning I did. I started looking uh, on it yesterday, of course, during game. It's not in there when he was lighting up Cincinnati, and I was shocked to see plus 3,000 today. And will he win it? Probably not, but it's plus 3,000. Oh, hell, all day long you hit that, dude. All day long you hit that. All day long. I think he's like the, through 10 weeks, he's the first rookie since the merger to lead the league in receiving yards, and his interception to uh, touchdown ratio is the best in the NFL. And then 
I know they get caught up on better records, better records. Well, look what he's also playing with, too, man. It's incredible what this guy's doing. And, and Mahomes, the other guys who are favored, Hurts, their, their numbers are not great. They're turning over the ball way more than this rookie is. What's well, like again, what Connor? he's a freaking rookie, so add that to the freaking debate. Yeah, the whole thing's crazy. It's like what Connor Orr said, that normally it's like, it's kind of like that LeBron or Patrick Mahomes argument that you should just give it to him every single year. So, yeah. Give it to him uh-huh. every single year. Sure unless is. you want to look at, well, not LaFib, but unless you want to look at it objectively, and you look at what CJ is doing. My point is this. When you said to me, check this out, you could get this guy plus 3,000, I started looking around. I saw it on other sites besides ours, like plus 1,200. 1,200, and you could get 3,000 all day long. I would love to know what that number was before the game yesterday. I would, too. I mean, it's higher than that. I, I thought it would be around 1,200. I thought it would be 1,500. I thought it would be somewhere around there. The plus 3,000 was on DraftKings just a half hour ago. I, I was shocked. What is it now? Um, I'd have to load it back up. I'm sure it's still a plus uh, 3,000. I'd have to open up my laptop and just put in DraftKings. That'd be pretty hard. That part, too. But plus 3,000, I'm sure it's still there. I'm sure it hasn't changed yet. I, I bet mean, it has. After this I bet it has. I bet it has. Yep. Now, yeah. I'm all in. I'm in with you on the Texans. They got it. Casario, he's smart. And he went outside the Patriot way, which those guys never do, and he did it brilliantly, bringing in D'Amico, bringing in the system, and now they have C.J. He's the one guy that's going to make the Patriot, because he went non-Patriot way work of Belichick's tree. No, Nick's different. Nick's different. I'm so glad that they stayed loyal to him, gave him a chance to see his plan through, because he's working his plan, planned his work, and it looks brilliant. He's laying low. I I text with Nick. I'm like, yo, 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 come back in the jungle. He's like, Romy. Respectfully, I'm just going to kind of lay low, and you know we're doing our job, we're doing our business. I love it. Got it. He's got it. Life's good in Houston for the next decade, man. Knock on wood. All right, head. Great job. Let's get paid. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. See ya. You're wrong about Stephon Diggs. See ya. He's too much, this guy, man. Paul in Michigan. What's going on, Paul? How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Good afternoon, sir. I should say Uh, it's a pleasure to be on. Um, I was going to start out make a comment about Michigan, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to talk about the Lions and uh, how excited we are all here in Detroit, metro area, metro Detroit. And the thing that scares me right now is Minnesota is, I think, got an easier schedule heading home. Uh, And uh, the fact that this quarterback they have is dynamic with the way he runs and rushes, something that the Lions have trouble with. I'm a little nervous about that um, in terms of the Lions situation, but I do believe that both teams will make it to the playoffs. When was the last time that happened? Both teams from the NFC North. And my only comment about Michigan is um, I, you know, people in this town have been making a big deal about that coach crying on the sidelines. And honestly, if, if I was standing where he's standing, being a coach myself and the legends that have stood on that sideline, I probably would be, emotional after a game too so that's basically all i wanted to say about that i got you nice job paul appreciate you good night now